0: When the pressures of everyday life push the buttons of our inescapable human frailties, it's time to press pause, to be still, to breathe, and to look objectively at what is happening to ourselves and those about us. iHub Radio presents In This Moment with Toby C. Helping people to recover from emotional, physical, and spiritual pain. Now, here's Toby C.
1: Hey there, welcome back. Or welcome for the first time to our show. It's a show about recovery. And it's called In This Moment. know what is recovery? Well, recovery is all about getting better and staying better from whatever you may be suffering from. And quite often, this getting better is accomplished by simply staying in the present moment. How simple is that? It's not easy for a bunch of fear-driven survivalists that many of us evolve into but our show today you know i hope our show can be a calming uh enlightening perspective on some of the important issues that face so many people who are suffering and who are somehow stuck in the revolving door of recovery or rehab or or just simply suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body you know we're not here to define what suffering is But I'm here to tell you that our program and our message today is tailored for anybody. It's not just for the alcoholic or the the drug addict, but anybody who's suffering from a seemingly hopeless state of mind and body to the extent that we act out uh, to the detriment of our relationships with others and ultimately to the detriment of our relationships with ourselves. But let me just briefly tell you what what we're trying to accomplish here. I want to tell you that I'm not an authority on recovery, nor do I claim to be. I'm just a a person who has recovered just for today, one day at a time, and I've spent the past several years, well actually about two and a half years, uh, intensely working with other men uh, in the 12-step method of recovery. And in doing so, and I mean, when I talk about intensely working with other men in recovery, I'm talking about meeting a person every single day, day in and day out, uh, for a couple hours a day, and we bury our nose in a couple of recovery publications. The Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous, first published in 1939, and we also bury our our nose in the sister publication, The 12 Steps and 12 Traditions, which came out about 15 years later in the early 1950s. And I gotta tell you, in doing so, I get, a, I get a head full of big book, it's called. you know, And I'm gonna probably throughout the show reference little nuggets of, of timeless and universal wisdom that I've gained from these two publications and other stuff that, that may not be related to those two publications. But again, I want you to know that if you ever hear the word alcoholic or alcohol on this program, we're not trying to buttonhole this message to those sufferers, but this message is for anybody who's suffering and you know we hope to, to just carry a calm and objective message and I am certainly not here to talk down to anyone from any moral or spiritual hilltop you know I'm simply here to lay out the, the kit of spiritual tools uh, for your inspection or your listening if you will and that's it and I, I'll tell you a part of my deal how I Maintain my sanity and my sobriety and my recovery is I do try to carry a message to others who suffer Um, I go to a 12-step home group meeting every morning at 7 a.m. here in the Coachella Valley And I've also had this wonderful experience of of trying to carry this message um, Here through radio, but by no means do I I try to play myself off as as an authority I'm here not to lecture you or talk at you I'm here to talk to you. So I want you to pretend or imagine for the next hour, the remainder of our show, that it's just you and me and we're sitting alone in a quiet conference room or a quiet office somewhere and there's not a lot of distraction and we're just taking turns reading and discussing something called spiritual principles. Spiritual principles which which we gain um, by calming down. You know, the 12-step program, um, people can the 12 steps off all day long, but the 12 step program in plurality is really a, the 12 steps are a group of principles spiritual in their nature, which if practiced as a way of life can expel your obsession and enable you to become happily and usefully whole. And that's really what uh, is trying is accomplished and attempted by so many in recovery. And I'm here to tell you also, there's three parts to the 12-step program. And so if, you, if this hasn't worked for you, remember, remember that there's something called helping others. Don't forget, when you get better as a result of trusting God and cleaning house and putting your hand in the hand of the man and calming down, I mean, it's a beautiful ride. I'm telling you, life gets good. And just don't forget to pay it forward. You know what I'm talking about? Don't forget to spend and invest a little fraction of your time paying attention to another suffering person. That's recovery in a nutshell. You know, it works. Something, though, we're going to be really addressing today is our subject called overcoming never. The word never. And I already had an argument earlier this morning with a friend that, you know, you can't really overcome never. Well, I'm here to tell you that never never is an it's an adj adge- it's an adjective or it's an adverb and it's an adjunct to an action but it's a form of of extreme and complete surrender and we're going to be talking about this attitude of never which accompanies hopelessness remember that seemingly hopeless state of mind and body that so many re- experience and live with day in and day out and it all points to this this looming never did you know that there's not a synonym for never quite interesting I mean never is a standalone deal you know it's a dark dark lonely place you know maybe it's the kind of place that you've experienced or somebody that you you know has experienced you know never leads to a lot of loneliness a lot of surrender, but not the right type of surrender, the type of resignation that we retreat from, our relationships from people and from life, and we find ourselves alone. Well, let's talk about getting recovery started again, and this time making it work. And it entails overcoming this sense of loneliness, the sense of that nobody understands me, this sense of terminal uniqueness. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, everybody at some point experiences this in their their evolution of life. So you're not alone. But I'm here to tell you, if you want recovery to work for you this time, or for the first time, you gotta come out of isolation. Never mind that you sense that, that you're alone in this world and nobody understands you. Never mind that you're tired of being hurt by untrustworthy and harmful relationships with people. The name of the game is to come out of isolation and stop avoiding life and life's responsibilities, the thing that the attitude of never leads us to. And the easiest thing to do this, and I try to mention this every show, is whatever you're suffering from, whatever malady that keeps you stuck, that keeps you in no man's land, that keeps you unhappy, and a prisoner of self. Whatever you're suffering from, get on the internet and find what's known as a kinship of common suffering. Find a group that's suffering from the same thing that you're suffering from, and go to that meeting and make a commitment to yourself that you're gonna really keep an open mind and try to listen and not take over and dominate the meeting and just try to assimilate and and really work yourself into this meeting. And if you make a commitment, and you go to this meeting every single day, or as frequent as they meet, something will happen to you, and I promise you, and it happens every time, because they talk about, you know, some of our bumper sticker talk talks about 90 meetings in 90 days. What happens when we go to meetings continuously is we experience this sense of unity. It's one of our first traditions. You know, and our recovery depends upon unity, this sense of belonging. And there's something calming about this sense of belonging. And in this calm, in this calm that's achieved by this this sense of unity, that, that you know, this, this sense that, hey, you know, we're all survivors here, you know. There's the unity and the calm a one-way ticket to the open mind the open mind and the mind can only be opened and stay opened in the spirit of calm and what's beautiful about the open mind is it helped us it helps us to overcome this evil hopeless seemingly hopeless attitude of never see it all ties in together here the never How about a couple, how about this weak one, failing to meet life's responsibilities with his own resources, never grows up. You know, those of us who have slipped through the trap door into no man's land, we can't get back to the life how it used to be when we were blissfully ignorant, can we? We are like men who have lost their legs. They never grow new ones, never. I think there's a place called called No Man's Land, and there's a principality in No Man's Land called Never Never Land. And we're gonna talk about the, the harm that this attitude of never inflicts upon others and ourselves, and only, only after really thoroughly illuminating what never is objectively, with all of its harm and destruction, then we can move into a solution to overcoming never. It happens here on a show about recovery called In This Moment, and I'm your host, Toby C, on iHubRadio.com.
0: In This Moment with Toby C, continues now on iHub Radio. You know,
1: we don't have any guest appearances or any collins on the show. We just have some very serious um, recovery topics and we don't have a lot of time to go through it. And we're going to try to take a few minutes and really illuminate what's wrong with this attitude of never. You know, this never is a form of denial, if you will. Uh, I, I mentioned earlier that never is about the narrow mind. It's about the cold, closed heart. Never is a place that many of us slip into uh, when we've suffered defective relationships with others, and ultimately with ourselves. You know, never, never is an attitude of resignation. Recovery is all about surrendering, surrendering our life and our will to a power greater than ourselves, right, okay? But there's a different type of surrender. It's a type of surrender that gives up on life, that says, okay, what's the point, right? You know, we learn in, in recovery that the point is that we are willing to grow along spiritual lines. But when we're stuck in never, when we're stuck in this place called Never Never Land, by the way, it's a principality of no man's land, uh, it's, it's an obsession, it's a form of hopelessness. There's a place that talks about us being failed perfectionist and bankrupt idealists. So if we, can't really, if we can't really be at the pinnacle of the peak, we wanna hide underneath it. It's called extreme behavior. Never is probably one of the most extreme attitudes one can develop. It's subject to a lot of debate. Some people can say that never is a form of reality. I tend to believe in the fourth dimension myself because I've had a glimpse at the fourth dimension. I've had a glimpse at the miracles that exist in the fourth dimension. I don't believe in never. The harm that never causes us is we don't step up finally there's just no point right and it's called a shortcoming I mean if I'm hopeless and I'm never going to get it then what's the point of me stepping up and helping you get it it's called a shortcoming you know I am responsible when anybody anywhere reaches out for help you know I want the hand of recovery to always be there and for that, I am responsible. And let me tell you, that's not an attitude that's developed when a person is consumed with never. You know, it's about imagination. There's, that's another place for debate is, is the area of the imagination. Remember, I told you the, the solution. We're going to get into this when we talk about the solution, but, but it's about overcoming narrow-mindedness. And, and part of narrow-mindedness is that we have imagination, it's just that we're, we're not pointing it at the right objectives. See, the problem is that many of us who slip into recovery and in and, and the misery of self-will run riot, the only imagination that we have is, is no imagination. We can't look at anything positive that's gonna happen in front of us We can only look at the negative imagery that our mind creates because never, this attitude of never is a fear and fear is centered in our mind and that's where the imagination is. And if you're not, if your imagination's not on fire and you're not open-minded, you are narrow-minded. And then when we say never, no, never, our, the door closes on the opportunities and the possibilities that lay before us. I mentioned negative, never is beyond being desperate. Never is when we're just completely done and we're resigned and we can't do it anymore. And what do we do? We depend on others. I'll never be able to do that, but maybe you can. So we develop this subtle or not so subtle way of putting the bite on others to meet our instinctive needs for love and security. Never is total, total denial. It's absolute, ignorance of the possibilities that that lay before us because we can't see the possibilities before us because it's all about self and self in the realm of never practices avoidance because avoidance is a way of trying to control our feelings or trying to do, to control a desired outcome. Never at the very end of the day is a bad attitude. And if you wanna get along with people, try to develop an appropriate attitude for living this particular day successfully. And it doesn't include never It's about, it's about giving up on what God really has in store for us. God wants us to be happy, joyous, and free. I believe it. God wants us to be healthy in mind, body, and spirit, and to be available for our fellow man our feet must be firmly planted here on earth because this is where our fellow travelers are and this is where our work must be done. And in an attitude of never there's no work to be done. Define their instinctive desires for self-preservation. They seem bent upon self-destruction. Yeah, we want to survive, but sometimes the survival, the hopelessness of this attitude of never is so unbearable. And we slowly drink or drug or eat or gamble our dignity and our self-respect away. And I'll tell you what we're left with at the end of the day, at the end of all the destruction that the negative attitude of never creates, We're left, we're left with ourselves and our attributes. And then we become as open-minded on spiritual matters as we had on other questions. The open mind is a a gateway to an open heart. An open heart is where God can come and expel the obsession of never from you. When we return, we're going to be talking about the solutions to overcoming never on In This Moment with Toby C.
0: In this moment, helping to open hearts and minds that allow for the mysterious, powerful, enduring, and proven alternative to destructive behavior. Here is your guide, Toby C. All right,
1: let's get into the solution to overcoming never. I kind of stumbled through illuminating the problems with overcoming never, but I, I'm i all about the solution anyway. I love the solution because recovery is about the solution. You know, one of my favorite battle cries is on page 417 of the big book, and it says, you know, when I stopped living in the problem and began living in the answer, the problem went away. If you want this attitude of never, if you want this attitude of hopelessness to go away, there are definitely tools in recovery and certainly the 12-step method of recovery to overcoming never, to getting out of never, never land and finally getting out of no man's land and getting safely to the other side where you can live a wonderful life like God intended for you to live, happy, joyous, and free. Can you imagine that? Well, let's not start imagining yet. Let's get to the solution. The solution for overcoming this negative attitude is first of all, you gotta give yourself a break, all right? We talked about one of the problems was this, this idea of perfectionism, okay? You know, maybe you're not gonna be the best at what you want to do right now. But there's something called progress, you know? In the 12-step program, we talk about progress, not perfection. Remember, we're failed perfectionists, and bankrupt idealists, many of us, who instead settled for the, the blackout in the bottle, okay? So let's take it easy on ourselves. And I'll tell you, the best way to give ourselves a break is to give somebody else a break and You know, recovery's all about hanging out and watching people come into this kinship of common suffering, people who are really torn up by their addictions or their their acting out and all the devastation, and watching these people come in and they get a break. My two favorite little nuggets uh, are are from the traditions in the 12 and 12, and it says, she was helping to give the man coming in the door the break he ought to have. And then on, um, on page 161, Tradition 7, we saw that if we weren't, the man coming in the door couldn't get a break. You know, recovery is all about giving people a break. Recovery is all about we don't have to give people a break. They just got to come into this kinship of common suffering. And they calm down and they get a break. And the break, the break comes from the group, but the break comes from a higher power. It's this calm that I mentioned earlier, this calm that, that happens in unity and it happens in recovery. You know. And I'm I'll just level with you, this whole idea of never is such a dark singular attitude. It's almost like a spirit. And I often say that that many of us, including yours truly, Toby, we just Stagger through life, possessed by this spirit, this spirit of self, possessed by this demon of uncertainty, possessed by this demon of doubt, this demon of, of resignation that will never, never be good enough or will, will never be sober or I'll never get the husband or wife that I want or have the children and the family that I desire. This whole idea about never, again, is about the narrow mind. And check this out, I hate to be repetitive but in the spirit of calm and unity, the mind opens up. And what happens when we the mind opens up is we trust God, we trust the group of recovery. I like to say we put our hand in the hand of the man, when we trust another man or woman in recovery and we peel off and we tell that person our entire life story. And then recovery starts and then we start to move out of this idea of narrow-mindedness and what happens is we clean house. We trust God and we clean house in recovery. And cleaning house can be simply defined as, as clearing away all the wreckage. Cleaning house can be simply defined as clearing away all the pomp and ego. Clearing away all the calamity and the turmoil. Clearing away all the worship of other things and other people. And making sense out of this with an objective other person. It's called the four step. And what happens when we clean house? and we really get all that garbage out of the way, see, our heart starts to open up. And it says repeatedly through the 12 Steps and 12 Traditions book that when, when we clean house, only then can God enter us and expel the obsession. And there it is. So while they don't quite say it literally that the heart has to be opened for God to enter us, and kick the demon out like I just explained it to you. That's, how, that's my spin on it. That's how I roll. But that's the deal. Is trust God and clean house. And the obsession is removed. This obsession of hopelessness that sends so many of us into the spiral of drinking or using or acting out, whatever it may be you know, and it happens in recovery. You know, we start to see uh, the world starts to come into, the picture starts to come into color. You know, we start to lose this real gray, monochrome view uh, of, of life and its purpose. And the open mind you know, gives us this, this color and this clarity. We, be, we begin to look beyond our own little hula hoop of reality. And I'm here to tell you, I always love this one. The best, the best way to overcome anything, including this attitude of hopelessness and this attitude of never, is you got to suffer, man. Sometimes you really got to suffer. And when you suffer, and believe me, if you are suffering, if you're really hurting, let me tell you, you might be the luckiest man or the woman alive right now because you're not dead. And because you're suffering, maybe this time you might pay attention. See, only when we're really, really jittery, only when we're really fragile, only when we're really beat down and there's absolutely nothing else to pay attention to, then do we, we get something called discipline. All right. Only when we can pay attention, do we get discipline and we can only pay attention. Some of us are really, really difficult to get through to like yours truly. And we've got to suffer suffer untold misery but it leads to discipline and this discipline is how we overcome this fear remember never is all about fear and this discipline gives us something called gratitude and gratitude I'll tell you the whole thing man starts with, with being so grateful to be alive to be alive we we're always fearful of what of losing something that we have or not possessing something that we desired. In this gratitude there used to be a, there there's a recovery center in India and I'll keep the name anonymous but about 20 years ago they used to have a placard it was a big sign on in the meeting hall which has since been torn down they built a new building there. But on this this big sign it was an old sign and it was the gratitude prayer although they didn't call it the gratitude prayer and it said this The prayer went, God, if I can't have the things that I want, please help me to want the things that I have today. This whole thing starts with gratitude. You can't overcome never. You can't overcome a seemingly helpless state of mind and body. You can't overcome your anger. You can't overcome anything until you really are grateful for what you got. And gratitude is the main ingredient of something called humility. And you're gonna hear all about humility if you get into recovery and really start paying attention. And let me tell you, humility is really simply this. I'm gonna define it for you. Humility is simply putting god first and it's not very easy a lifetime of of fear-driven selfish self-centeredness and putting us first it's not easy to put god first but all we're asked to do in recovery all we're asked to do is to try to put god first knowing that we're not going to quite often but every now and then we may succeed and actually succeed in putting God first because we tried. And that attempt, that attempt at putting God first is called practicing humility. And humility, my friend, is the main ingredient to anonymity. And anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all of our traditions and principles And I'll tell you, man, you want to overcome never. You know, get over your identity crisis, among other things, okay? And understand that you do have a purpose. You've got a purpose. (laughs) Many of us discover the hard way, and, and, and I think the big book summarizes it so well, that our real purpose is to fit ourselves to be of maximum service to God and those about us. You know, never is a bad message. It's a bad message, man. And we grow up with it, and we listen to it, and we believe it, and we speak it, and we live it. And it's a bad message. And if you want to change your message, come into recovery and pay attention to another suffering soul and attempt attempt to help them change their message. Attempt them to see the possibilities. Attempt to be the guiding light for this, this soul that's got no light, that can only see darkness. You know, and trust your heartfelt desires. Overcoming never is a fear and a self doubt. And let me tell you something, God wants you to be happy, joyous, and free. One of my favorite little nuggets is, intellect and humility are are compatible, provided we put humility first. And I'm here to tell you, God wants you to be happy, joyous, and free, and to experience all the possibilities in His realm. And believe me, they are limitless. But you gotta calm down and open your mind and open your heart and expel, expel this obsession of fear and self-doubt and self-loathing. And it happens in recovery. You know, it's a, it's a program of action. It's a program of action. You can have all the faith in the world, man, and pray, but in the 12-step method of recovery, the action is paying attention to another suffering soul in helping them open their mind and helping them open their heart so God can enter them and they can experience the grace of their higher power and be relieved of the obsession of never. How about that? It's beautiful, man. It's about getting out of never-never land and getting safely delivered to the other side where we have this feeling that God has placed us in a position of neutrality, safe and protected. And He keeps us that way one day at a time. All we have is a daily reprieve, contingent on what? Contingent on developing the appropriate attitude for developing and overcoming never the seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and never. When we come back, I'm going to be doing something called the imagination exercises. And recovery is all about the open mind and the colorful imagination. And it only happens here on our show about recovery called In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C on iHubRadio.com.
0: In a world of overstimulation, you've arrived in a safe and calming space. This is In This Moment with Toby C on iHub Radio.
1: Overcoming never. Can you imagine having such a good attitude that you have overcome this attitude of never? You're never going to be good enough. You're never going to do this. You're never going to do that. That will never, ever affect you again. Because one of the things that happens in recovery is you're going to remove all the buttons that people are going to push. If you really calm down and clean house and let the grace of God enter you and expel the obsession, nobody's ever going to be able to affect your self-esteem. Nobody will ever be able to affect your pride or your finances. Nobody will ever be able to affect your personal relations with others or your ambition and your plans and designs for the future nobody will ever be able to push the button of of your emotional security or threaten your sex relations and how you feel about yourself and others. This will all be removed because that's all part of the problem, you see. You're going to be able to keep an open mind and an open heart and never, ever push anybody out of that heart. Because you're going to be so consumed with peace. A peace of understanding that really happens when we trust God and we clean house. But here's the deal now. Now, now it's time to get to work. And I'm here to tell you if nobody's giving you the memo about sponsorship and recovery, here it is. Your duty is to heal in your mind body and spirit and it is done in the spirit of recovery and sponsorship and your relationship with your sponsor is supposed to be such that that person is helpful to you calming down and helpful to you cleaning house but most importantly that person is helpful to preparing you to become a sponsor you're going to become a sponsor And that's the memo because your feet must be firmly planted here on earth because this is where your fellow travelers are. And this is where your work must be done. I'm telling you, man, you're going to get so healthy and so good. It's like you're going to be hitting the reset button on life. And you're going to understand that God will always, of course, God will always forgive us our derelictions, but in no case does he render us white as snow and keep us that way without our cooperation. And our cooperation, my friend, means working with others. And the beautiful part about working with others is if, if you have any experience like I've had, man, you are, it is gonna be a magic carpet ride like you've never experienced. And one of your first duties in working with another is gonna be to get your prospect, your suffering soul, to make sure that they've slipped through the trap door the trapdoor from denial into awareness. And my favorite nugget of never in the big book, it's actually in the 12 and 12 is this. It was then discovered that when one alcoholic had planted in the mind of another, the true nature of his malady, that person could never be the same again, never be the same again. What's gonna happen is you are going to become so healthy in mind, body, and spirit that you are going to be able to get somebody to slip through the trap door of denial and into awareness. And the way you're gonna do that is you're gonna do it with your testimony. And you're gonna speak a lingo that this fellow sufferer will understand that no physician, no therapist, no psychiatrist could touch. But you, my friend, are going to be uniquely helpful. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that? You're going to be a sponsor. You're going to carry a message. You're going to be part of a group. And I don't care if you haven't finished the 12 steps yet. Your sponsorship has already started. The sponsorship... If you read the little pamphlet on Q&A on sponsorship, the group serves as the newcomer's sponsor until the newcomer can find somebody that they trust and peel off separately and and safely have somebody objectively listen to them while they tell them their entire life story. But your sponsorship has already started, my friend, because each group has but one primary purpose and that's to carry its message to the sufferer, okay? To the sufferer. And nobody understands that sufferer like you. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine? Can you imagine that you're really gonna enjoy recovery? And I'm, I, I'm, I, I'll be the first to tell you, you're gonna have a lot of time on your hands once you, you know, clean up and calm down. And the problem that so many of us experience with all of this vast amount of time that we have on our hands is boredom. And I'm here to tell you, my friend, if you take just one little fraction of all this time that you're going to regain and invest it, by properly pointing your imagination toward the right objectives. And that means investing your time in recovery, investing your time in your home group, your kinship of common suffering, investing your time by paying attention to another suffering person, investing your time being the guiding light to somebody who has no light. That's what's gonna happen for you. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine that you're really going to enjoy recovery because you're going to experience something called joy. You're going to experience something beyond enjoyment. You're gonna discover the joy of watching people recover, to see them help others, to watch loneliness vanish, to see a fellowship grow up about you have a host of friends this is an experience you must not miss I'm telling you frequent contact with newcomers and with each other in your fellowship is gonna be the bright spot of your life and it's gonna keep you healthy and grounded and centered and in God's grace just one day at a time can you imagine that for you I can it's possible within the realm of God's dominion. No human power could have relieved our suffering, but only God could and would if as were And I hope you come back into recovery and seek God of your understanding. That's our show for today on Overcoming Never called In This Moment. And I'm your host, Toby C. on iHubRadio.com.